This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, we are joined by parenting editors Lee Taylor and Jackie Bester, who give us a little how-to on how to be a perfect parent. And how to subsequently fail daily at the task, right? (laughs) (laughs) Plus, Sam scars her child forever. And Charlene is surprisingly feeling in control of her life. Hmm. Hello. Charlene, listen to that chorus. Isn't it beautiful to have some friends in studio with us? What's up, friends? <laughs> we have parenting editors in the house, and we'll hear more about them. So, guys, what are you doing in our studio? We've got Lee Taylor and Jackie Bester. How about we get to know more about you, Lee? You want to get started? <laughs> Tell us about you. Tell us about you. Yeah, so I'm Lee. I've got a blog called The Ugly Truth of Being a Mom, but I'm also mm-hmm. the editor for Parenty with Jackie. Among um, many, many other things, right? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, because I've got so much time, I like to just add things to the list. <laughs> so between a feral three-year-old, a somewhat anxiety-ridden husband, and a, a job in advertising, I somehow managed to to wake up in the morning and get out of bed. <laughs> oh, Lord. Super mom right there. Well, Mm-mm. speaking of, Jackie, Hi. you have five kids. I do what? have five I just, kids. Yeah. Just, can I just, what the fuck <laughs> is what I have to say? <laughs> yes, I have a nine-year-old, an eight-year-old, six-year-old, four-year-old, and two-year-old. Um, all very busy but yeah I love it I love being a mom of a big family and you also write about your adventures and misadventures in parenting more than misadventures than anything (laughs) else but um yeah (laughs) they do bring joy to my life sometimes hashtag blessed (laughs) (laughs) just kiddingly oh god we gotta love those cliches (laughs) so you are too a co-editor of Mm -hmm. parenty Yep. Um, and you guys are in our studio because you're going to school us on perfect parenting, right? Sure, sure. So yes, absolutely. I'm pretty sure you don't have a, a bad mom moment. No. No, never. Okay. <laughs> well, to fill you in, once a week, Charlene and I chat about how we're winning and losing at this parenting gig. Because uh, as you know, parenting is the lucky packet of life. Yay. So, um, I don't know. We're going we're gonna to hear about your um, bombing at mommings, I guess, because <laughs> you are perfect parents. So who wants to get started? Charlene, I'll you want to go first? I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Let, let me show you how it's done. <laughs> never mind that I can never remember one when we're in this recording session. So I'd say my bad mom moment this week was that I was trying to convince my kid not to fib by telling him that his nose will grow like Pinocchio's nose. <laughs> and then he didn't seem too bothered by a growing nose. And when I explained to him that if your nose grows too long, we might have to take you to the hospital to fix it. And I was like, what if it grows long like this, explaining with my hand, and I could just see the terror in his face, and he just started screaming, no, mommy, I don't want to go to the hospital, I don't want to go to the hospital, <laughs> and I think that in that moment, as I uttered the words, I realized, oh, bad mom moment 101, because what if he has to have, like, grommets done, or his tonsils out, or something, and he ends up in hospital, he's going to be scarred for life, so I put the fear of Fear of hospital into my child this <laughs> yes, week. But okay, and you're bombing at mommy? Well, I'd probably say that this one is a bad mom moment too, but for me I felt like I was bombing at mommy because I managed to get through my week's worth of work and managed to go and watch the rugby on Friday with my husband at a pub while the nanny was watching the kids. Nice. <laughs> I, I think that. I was bombing at mommy because I just delegated shit. <laughs> Listen, that's white privilege if ever I've heard it. <laughs> Not to mention the <laughs> amount of guilt I felt driving home after the rugby game, after drinking <laughs> one gin only because I didn't Uber. So, yeah, I, I'm I suppose I managed that at least. Good job, good job. Okay, one of the parenting gals. Who's going first? Lee, go for it. What, 
What you know, you're the perfect parent. So bombing at momming, let's exactly. go for let's it. Let's hear it. Oh uh, yeah, so perfect. Um, <laughs> so my my bombing at momming moment was that I've been struggling to potty train my three and a half year old, and she finally pooped in the potty, um, which was a massive victory. And my bad mom moment was that she then stood up and spilt the poo soup all <laughs> oh over the floor. God. <laughs> So that was fun. Oh. <laughs> These kids really cut you down to size, don't mm. they? Soup. That's the first I've heard of that. It's a nice explanation. A nice I like that one. Well, you know, because there's... I know. It's very... Multiple fluids. It's very accurate. Mm. 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 Delicious. Mm. Okay, well, well okay. done on, on the potty training. It's not easy. And we so see you. We and see you. well keep, done for... Keep on keeping on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and not losing hope. Because, I mean, everybody has to party train their kids at some point. You've got to get through it, like well, with anything else. I have faith that when she's 21, she won't still be using a nappy. Exactly. She'll have learned how to use a toilet. Quite right. Yeah. So yeah. Who, who are we to put yeah. a timeline on these things? Exactly. <laughs> okay, Jax, you're up. What do you want to start with, good or bad? Uh, let me start with the good. I have just started homeschooling my children, so the oldest three. So we started yesterday, Jeez and I managed to get through all the lessons. So I think I think that's a win-win in between trying to get some work done. But um, yeah, so that's my bombing at momming. I don't know how you do it all. Legit, I oh my god, it's yeah. called the five o'clock glass of wine. All oh, right, <laughs> I, I fear if five I start a.m. or p.m. <laughs> changes daily. <laughs> I fear if I start the five o'clock glass of wine, I will just never stop again. <laughs> so yeah, that's my bombing at momming. I think my bad momming moment is we went away for the weekend and none of my children brushed their teeth for three days. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So I'm not quite sure what germs <laughs> or cavities they might have as a result of that. But um, brushing teeth isn't or wasn't quite high on our priority list for holidays. Oh, well, it's, it is what it is. You know, you can't be perfect every day. <laughs> but Jax, you got another good mom moment, so bombing at momming. And um, you, you seem to have had some QT, some quality time with the old hubbo. I did. So um, about four months ago, we decided to book ourselves into a and b every month or every two months if our schedules allowed it. And on Friday, we went to a and b down the road in Stanton, and yeah, quite close to the house in case there's any emergencies, you know what life is like. And yeah, we got there, we walked down to the river, had some wine and cheese, um, I got into a nice hot bubble bath, and then I proceeded to fall asleep at 7am, <laughs> p.m., sorry, 7pm. <laughs> do that thing that you never do anymore that starts with an S. Nope. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then we woke, I woke up at 6am in the morning. Nice. And I got a lot of essing done. Oh, oh right. Good. Nothing like some nice. morning essing for. <laughs> yes, I got it all this morning. Yes, I got it all today. Listen, that's really nice. Not to, not to discount your morning essing, but Sam, mm. how have you scarred your kid forever? Okay, let me let me first go into. I've got two bad mom moments, and and uh, see, Jack's had two bombing at mommings. Okay, so I'll allow you the two negative ones. <laughs> Let's hear it. Only because Jackie got two positive ones, so to even things out. Okay, <laughs> so I um was driving home from Pretoria this weekend, and I was using Ray's car because we picked up a lawnmower at my in-laws. Oh, right. You, you had the added advantage of your lawnmower also fucking out while your husband hasn't been home for weeks. Exactly. <laughs> and there, were like a, there was like a month or so ago, like a, a number of weeks ago, that I, that I took, out the, took the car seat out of Ray's car. We've oh, right. got two car seats, yeah. one in Ray's car, one in mine. And I took the one in Ray's car out for, went for the friend when we went to uh, the trampoline park right. and Elijah broke his leg. Okay. So very that, I was bombing that day before that <laughs> shit show happened. <laughs> I, I managed to put the car seat in and da-da-da, and I took it out, and I remember saying to me, Ray, I remember Ray saying to me, okay, I'm putting it back in my car, but I'm, I'm not buckling Strapping it up, so it just in. remember. Mm. And I didn't fucking know. And I remembered this on the after I'd been gallivanting with Elijah the whole day in a loose car seat. No, it wasn't. Oh, thank fuck, it wasn't. But I didn't check. I had no idea whether that thing was in or not. Okay. And I, I was stressing so much. I'm on the highway, like early R21 from Pretoria, 
headed back to Joburg East and I'm just like, it's eight o'clock at night now. Do I pull over <laughs> yes. and check? Or do I, I had no idea and I felt like a shit mom that, I, that Ray had told me. Remember so at some to point, check it. he had installed it again. <laughs> you see, he it. knows you well. He was like, Sam's going to forget shit. about this. Let me do this before I leave for overseas for my two months. God. Yeah. Shame. Then I scarred my child yesterday. Um, well, I mean, in the process of this disciplining, we've been chatting about spanking, guys. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've been chatting about this new law coming in and all of that. And... Um, I've been struggling to to discipline Elijah. This is when he's really like coming out and being the dickhead that he was always meant to be. <laughs> Elijah's a very well-behaved boy. And so I always feel like I've just had the demon child. And so no. I think it's officially hit to Sam. The other shoe has dropped. <laughs> and our alarm's been going off a lot and he runs away from me in um, the mall. So... About our alarm going off, he wants to run outside to see what's there, you know? But and doesn't I'm just like, understand I that it's dangerous. Check. Yeah, I need potentially. to check that there's no intruder in our house, so just stay put where you are, but he won't listen. And at one point, he even ran out the house, round to see, to check on Phoebe, our cat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the, the more thing is just, it goes without saying. He just runs away from me in public spaces and he refuses to hold my hand. So I had to have the long discussion with him about bad people in this world. Oh, my gosh. That want to take him. And, um, I mean, I don't really know how to get around it, but when we were driving to school yesterday, he was like, Mommy, tell me about the bad people again. Oh, shoot. And I... He, that's when he really wants to listen and for, for him to tr- kind of grasp the information. So I was like, well, you know, there are bad people. I don't know if everybody in this world that we meet are good people. Most of them are good and want to be your friend, but some of them don't. And you must learn um, how to deal with that. So I teach him kind of stranger danger and I spoke him through that. And then I said, and when the alarm goes off at the house, it's because blah, blah, blah. And I explained to him how people might come People in the mall might steal him and people who come into our house might be bad people. So I drop him off at school and he said, but mommy, if you leave me at school, what about the bad people? Oh my God. Because I've said to him that mommy and daddy, mommy or daddy will always be there at all times to be there and to protect him. Mm. Except when I drop him off at school. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, you're a terrible fucking mom. Who does that to their child? (laughs) Felt so shit. You you should. Ah, oh, Nia, my friend, don't be so hard on yourself. This is just the world we live in. Unfortunately, we have to. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel. There's no way around those things. It is what you have to do to just, unfortunately, educate them, and you're doing it to protect them. Yes, you've scared him now, and. At least he understands consequences and it'll take him a while, I think, to settle the idea like how will I know which people are bad and which people are good. But it is the reality of the matter. Yeah. You can't raise them in an you can't raise them with ignorance. We have to educate our kids. You're being a good mom mm. by doing what okay, you're doing. Okay, well can I take that as a good mom moment? Yes. yes. Okay, that's it. It's such an important <laughs> conversation to have, I think, with our children. I mean, we've had that conversation with our kids. We've even showed them where the panic buttons are in the house. Um, and my six-year-old turns around and says to me, but he's a nice man. He smiled at me. And, uh, you know, they're thinking, oh, well, not, you know, everyone's going to smile at you, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's such, uh, yeah, I think it's a hard one, but it's a good one. The pedophiles who groom you will also fucking smile at you. <laughs> Mommy, what's a pedophile? There's a whole new conversation to have. <laughs> exactly. What's grooming? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, guys. I don't, it's, it's fucking hard, but um, we're about to hear from, from y'all on how to do it perfectly, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you guys are the parenting editors right? on the parenting news site. So surely you know uh, some shit. I mean, you, you got to know all the stuff of, of the stuff. <laughs> I don't know, Charlene. These looks we're getting clearly shows that they suck at this parenting gig as much as yeah, we do. Clearly. <laughs> I don't think there is a perfect parenting gig, to be honest. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, well, let's hear all about it, folks. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. 
Hashtag no judges. Okay, listeners. So Lee and Jackie are here. Um, not to laugh at our parenting fails, but because they're editors of a local parenting platform, Parenty, which is hosted on the Citizens website. It was launched in May this year. Parenty arrived on the scene in all its guts and glory to show the world that there is more than one narrative when it comes to parenthood. That's right. Parenty seeks to present itself as a place for parents to escape to, to find comfort in and to share their personal parenting journey. Sound familiar, Charlene? Sounds very familiar, Sam. Guys, with all this synergy, we couldn't not invite Lee and Jackie to join us at our table. So officially... Welcome, Welcome, Lee and Jackie. Thanks, Thank guys. You. <laughs> okay, I think we're going to get straight into the shit. Lee, Jackie, <laughs> talk to us about what you expected a motherhood was going to be like before becoming a mom and how that viewpoint has changed since your kids came to be. Lee, shall we start with you? Oh, my word, how much time do we have? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit. I'll edit all the crying. <laughs> and um and the ums. So I think um <laughs> um um, um that <laughs> I expected so much when I was pregnant. I expected rainbows and unicorns and roses and all sorts of things when this child arrived and that's why Jackie was laughing at me earlier for hashtag blessed because that's kind of the, the, you know, Beyonce's Instagram of flowers mm. and being this like angelic form. It like sounds like you had a good pregnancy then. No, 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 I didn't. I had a terrible pregnancy. I was <laughs> sick for four months. I literally weighed less at the end of my pregnancy than I did before I got pregnant. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, but it was the anticipation of this baby coming that was, you know, this amazing thing. Um that what what's it hot hot outside my chest? I was looking forward to feeling that, um, that oh. overwhelming love. Where's that, my vomiting sound? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you do need that. Please. Yeah. Thank you, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> and then she came uh, five weeks early with mm. an emergency C-section, and she was in uh, NICU for seven seven nights, and everything that I had planned this amazing nursery and this amazing coming home and breastfeeding and perfect skin journey everything was going to be yeah exactly my plans fell one by one mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think that was kind of the the reality crashing in that actually there's no planning for parenthood there's no there's no expectation um that anything is going to work out according to the way you envisioned it or dream it to be. And I think that that was a, a massive reality that I had to, or re- reality pill that I had to swallow. Mm. Um, I don't even remember what the question was anymore. Well, w- <laughs> no, I think you answered it because <laughs> how you had these perfect, uh, this perfect idea of what parenting would be like and then it all came crashing down summer at the birth of yeah. your child. And I yeah. think from there on out, it is just like for most of, most of us, just a roller coaster of mm. nothing you thought it would be. No, exactly. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and that hasn't really changed. You know, I think, I think everything, as she grows, the things that you think you've got a handle on, the for next week sure. there's a new thing that you now have to fucking figure out. Right. Or the things you've got to handle on, all of a sudden she decides, oh, I don't want to <laughs> learn how to potty train anymore. I'm going back into nappies. So True. it's like everything that you think you figured out, you're either going to come up with something new that you now have to figure out or the things that have been figured out get unfucking figured Exactly. You're just perpetually <laughs> defeated. You're just yeah. like, well, I don't even know why I even get up and fucking try because, yeah. well. Although that's the thing that I find quite amazing about mothers is that we – we Every do. fucking day we do, <laughs> with this with this hope that we're going to figure it out. Um, yeah, that's quite right. Uh, uh, that makes me think of something Red told me once. He said, "If you if you were in a relationship with a person that perpetually hurt you or um, pushed you away or made you feel inadequate or made you feel like a failure, would you get up every day and show up for that person still? No, you fucking wouldn't. You'd run for the hills. Except." Your okay. kids do that to you, and you get up every day and you do it for them. So that is why this is called the great equalizer, because these little fucks they equalize you. <laughs> <laughs> they cut us all down to size. Yeah, Jax, yeah. what did you um, expect out of motherhood, and and how has that changed for you? Five children later. later. Good God. So I never wanted children. What? <laughs> no. The mic. I promise. My, my husband and I got married and our plan was to travel the world and live life and go on lots of holidays and 
um, no, we didn't want any children. Um, and then one day we decided, okay, well, let's try. And we couldn't fall pregnant. So for six years we were on different kinds of fertility treatments and no baby came. And it was quite a joke when we had our children because my husband's best friend turned around and said, but you guys never wanted kids, and now you have five. So he loves telling that story, that maybe I'm just a bad mom. Well, he doesn't tell the story that I'm a bad mom, but I'm saying, you know, I never wanted children, now I have five, and I always laugh at the joke of from none to five, and how the hell do I deal with that? How do I... (laughs) Be careful what you wish for kind of thing. Exactly, (laughs) I wish for children, and then there was like a flurry of them. Yes. Ridiculous, actually. And so did you have like a... Did you likely have a like a plan when it because you I would anticipate or I'm I'm assuming here if you were on fertility treatments and things like that because I've had friends who have battled to fall pregnant and then um uh, one of our good friends who come on the show often Philippa um she's told her story before they battled to fall pregnant Mm -hmm. finally fell pregnant when they weren't actually trying anymore and then also had this perfect view of now that it's happened for me this is how we're going to tackle it I'm so excited and then your bubble just gets first For me, I think I was quite, I think I was a better mom in the beginning than I am now because I was so much more organized. My my eldest children were never allowed to have um, full cream milk. You know, it was all kind of soy milk and no sugar and tea. And now I'm like, you know, if there's a bar of chocolate in the fridge and you're hungry, go eat it. Calories, but exactly. You you know, get I them think, in. Yeah. <laughs> the first one who finds it gets it. I think parenthood was a shock to me in the beginning, um, but... I, I was very on the ball. I think I was a little over the top, trying to be perfect, and then just one day realized the more kids I had, that it's just not—it's not possible. It's not possible. No. And and now I'm just that mom that's, you know, you're not going to die. Just suck it up and deal with it, <laughs> which isn't good either. I think. Listen, there's no judges here, and you—we are the worst critics of ourselves. We mm. generally judge ourselves harder than what we should, which is why our policy is hashtag no judges. Whatever gets you through the day is what you need to do to just keep this boat moving forward. Absolutely, and I think I'm ashamed to say that I was that Pinterest mom in the beginning. Like, if they had like shows at school and had to have hats, mine were all DIY, oh, perfectly done, perfectly done. Mm. And then number three came, and it kind of, you know, she was the first girl, and I was like tried it for her and then after that I mean I forget about those things now my kids are the kids that rock up at school and I'm like oh crap let me go get your hat quickly so you can have something to spring day (laughs) no it's it's definitely changed my whole outlook has changed would you say that that's probably the most unexpected part of of parenthood for you is how much your the way you've tackled how much your standards have dropped We've had to lower our standards, that's the thing. But you know what, I also don't think it's so much as lowering your standards as to just getting a grip on life. Like, life isn't perfect. Exactly. And nothing you can do, you want to be that mom that breastfeeds her children and good on her for doing that. Yeah, no, but because society, it's not me. Yeah. Because society and what we're what we're consuming yeah. out there in the world tells us that breast is best and this is this mm. and um, all other. Uh, 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 how sad is it for a mom who physically cannot mm. breastfeed her baby? Yeah. The pressure that puts on you. <coughs> and I mean, Lee, I'm sure you can relate. We can go into more of that uh, if you want to talk about it. But it's true. It you have everybody has this idea of what the perfect parent is whether it is breastfeeding your child for the longest time or whether it is just uh keno pancakes I, for lunch i couldn't i couldn't breastfeed my kid <laughs> and so i i decided i will only use cloth nappies because i don't i want to be kind to the environment because it's one thing i can do to fix the bad start mm. or you aim to you will send your kid to a private school because that's what's best for them and then exactly and i will never have a dummy because that, orthodontically mm. it's bad i mean breastfeeding and nappies is bad at the tip of the of fucking iceberg. iceberg. Those kids grow up. And then there's more shit. We were just talking about it in our birthday uh, episode where Sam and I were having it. was our one, a snippet from our breastfeeding episode where we were discussing breast versus formula and I was uh, Sam breastfed and I didn't. And so I made a <laughs> joke about, well, you can clearly see the difference between our mm. children because, I mean, Josh grew a total, like an extra finger because he wasn't breastfed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not true, but and it's an inappropriate joke to make. But that's the truth. You don't mm. sit around looking at, oh, this is the perfect kid because 
his mom's got it waxed and that's parenting isn't perfect. Exactly. Yeah. I'm assuming is what you're saying. I think you just realize that perfection might be – and they, they have that huge joke. Your first child, you try and be as perfect as you can and – you know, it just kind of second child. You know that joke when they say picks the dummy off the floor and stuff like that. And I think you just, I just, you, I just think that as a parent, you realise that there's so many more demands in life, and your children are loved, and that's what's important. Um, but You're providing there's for clearly them. no perfection. Mm-hmm. And and I will even make the statement that if there is that perfect mum out there, I'd love to have a cup of coffee with her and learn a few things. Bring geez, her in. Please, enlighten us. Or even perfect dad. Yes. I don't want to exclude dads. So perfect dad or mum, bring them in. I'll chat with them any day. Lee, for you, what would you say was the most unexpected thing that happened since you became a mum? If anything. Has it just been a roller coaster? <laughs> <laughs> um. I don't know. I, th- I feel like everything, every day is it's unexpected. Unexpected. I think that maybe one of the, the more unexpected things was I was really worried about going back to work when I was pregnant. I was yes. really worried about going back to work after maternity leave because I was like, no, I'm not going to leave my little bundle of joy and all of that. And I actually, when maternity leave came to an end, I couldn't go back to work faster. Yeah. And that was really unexpected for me. Like the, the fact that I, I actually just wanted to be at work with adults. And, and I suppose it's really horrible, but outsourcing your, your child care not to somebody else for the day. All. Not at you all. Know, I felt it's the a legit same way. feeling. Yeah, I skipped into my office that day. Mm. <laughs> I did. Obviously, you were worried about your kid. I mean, I remember. And you think about them and your mind's always in two places. Exactly. I remember Sam going back to work and that week prior having to go back to work. You were tearful. It was. It was it was sad for you, but I think you were also battling the guilt of why am I feeling so happy yeah. to be getting mm. away from, <laughs> from this. And it's true. My mom-in-law told me about that feeling while I was still pregnant. I was like, hell no, that ain't going to fucking happen to me. It did. You feel like you just need to be a human again mm. because you are no longer you. Mm. <laughs> You're just this new version of well, you. And also, like as hard as our day jobs are, w- most of us are pretty much we know what the fuck we're doing yes, in our day right. job. Yes. You don't have your fucking clue what you're doing in the mothering job, Spot but so you've got to work and at least you can feel like you, you have your shit together Exactly on. right, exactly right. And it's also because at work you can work according to a schedule. At home you just throw the schedule out the window. And yeah. you're just like, whatever this little tiny thing tells me is where we're going next. Yeah, it's true. So guys, if you could go back in time and say something to yourself the night before you <laughs> met your first child, a piece of advice maybe, something fucked up to mess with the head of uh, said past person, <laughs> <laughs> what would you say, Lee? I, I mean, I think it probably would have fucked with my head, but uh, not, that's not why I would be saying it. But I think what I would say is just stop trying. Like, just go with the flow, do whatever works, do whatever your gut is telling you and stop trying so hard. Because I think that that was part of the problem of after I had her is that I didn't understand why I didn't love her. I didn't understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And then at the same time, you're going, but hang on, you're meant to be like having this experience, this Mm. Instagram experience that everyone keeps telling you about. Mm. And it wasn't there. So I think that's what I would go back and tell myself is that actually just... Whatever happens is going to happen and just go along for the ride. Stop trying to control everything. That's some solid advice right there because mm. you can – I think the, the, uh, the problem we have as new moms is that we anticipate this thing that everybody tells us for as long as we can remember that motherhood is a natural instinct, mm. that the same way breastfeeding mm. is natural – what is nat- What comes naturally to one person does not come naturally to another person. And we make the mistake of assuming that when you become a parent, that child exits your body, you are instantaneously equipped with the skill that you need to make it through a lifetime. You are growing with this kid. It's mm. a journey. You don't know what you're doing from one day to the next. You're just a dude. You're just a mom. You're just doing what you think is right. Mm. And for you, Jackie? You'll never have enough wet wipes. (laughs) (laughs) I can get on board with that. (laughs) But in all honesty, I think, you know, following on from what Lee said, when we become parents, we are too scared to put ourselves first. And that's the biggest danger. And I think that's the biggest mistake any parent can make. The more you put yourself first 
and focus on your own mental health and your husband's mental health, which is something we don't talk about often, the better parent you're going to be. Um, so for me, it's to, and I've only realized that now, after five kids, how important it is to put myself first. And mm. a very long, for a very long time, I didn't. Um, and when we moved back from the States, I can say I was honestly depressed. I had a four-week-old and four other kids, and it was just, I didn't realize until last year that I was actually depressed and that I needed to, to deal with that. And it's only now, I think, since um, coming out of that baby phase, you know, my youngest is two, and just starting to put myself first and think about myself and give myself some time that I've actually, looking back now, can see how, what a bad space I was in. Mm. So that for me is very important. You know, I think this is probably a show in itself, but now that you've mentioned like supporting dads and that kind of thing, um, someone once told me just when I had Josh is that everybody always talks about um, pay attention to the mom, like these are the signs of postnatal depression uh, and all of those things that you need to be aware of. But what I think we don't talk about is that dads, it could take up to a year for the dad's postnatal depression to actually kick in because, um, and I'm not sure statistically how that how true that is, but I was at a talk one day and the doula that was uh, hosting the talk said that. And it hit me so, like, I couldn't believe that we don't pay more attention to that. And if you think about it, it's logical because not only has the dad had to watch how his wife is some strange version of what he uh, recognizes her to be or thought of her to be. This kid needs so much of her. Never mind that he's got his own. He's still this person who needs his wife. And But over on and above that, he can't fix the problem for her. Because, I mean, men are fixers. They want to provide. They want to fix. They want to they watch their wives go through this. They want to look at their kids growing into these tiny humans. They want all that pressure they have to carry. So it's a very valid point. And I think that... Th- it would be worth having an episode mm. and having some dads on who went through that to talk to us about it. Because, I mean, I can't relate as a, as a woman. I can't relate to that. And I Not think, a bad idea. I think it would be wonderful to hear from the dads. And it's such a good point you're making, Jackie, because, yeah, there's no way to be perfect, but you can, you can pay attention to those little things in your family dynamic, dad's needs, your own needs, so that the parents can be better versions of themselves and ultimately... Mm. Not raise criminals. Exactly, mm. because then we'll be raising better humans. Very true. So, Lee, not to put you on the spot, but you mentioned that um, your husband is quite an anxious person. So how did uh, having a kid impact on him? So the irony of it is that my husband totally rallied in those months. How crazy. Yeah, so I went to, to pieces and he all of a sudden found some sort wow. of inner strength and <laughs> stability and literally he carried you through. Yeah, he carried us through that that um that period. Yay dad. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Well done. Well done, well done on him. <laughs> so What's his name? Will. 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 Well done, Will. Will. <laughs> Listeners, I think it's safe to say that Lee did also not marry an asshole. Yes. So well done to you. 100%. Will. <laughs> Okay, guys, let's chat parenting. That's why you're here. You are editors of a newish uh, parenting platform. It's been out since May. How did the pair of you come to be editors of uh, this new platform? Jackie can't even remember. But, uh, <laughs> so, so I, she got five kids. I was going to say. Brain has been split into I will pain. blame everything on the five kids <laughs> thing. Let's just go with that. Um. So, strangely enough, it all happened with being served a Facebook ad in December saying, and it it was late, it was like 10 o'clock at night, I was flying to Cape Town the next day for, for December holidays, and um, I saw this ad saying, calling all mommy bloggers, and I'd been looking to find a post as a columnist in a more established publication, um, and so I, I, I filled out this, this Facebook ad saying, you know, d- Give us a link, give us an example of your work, rah, rah, rah. I came back um, from, from my holidays and I got a call from this, this guy came called Zarko and it mm-hmm. was a really bad line. And I thought he was trying to sell me a subscription to The Citizen. I almost hung up. <laughs> 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 oh Turns out he's actually the marketing director of The Citizen. Oh, great. Well, kudos <laughs> to you, Zarko. You, you're clearly good at selling newspapers. Uh, and um, and uh, yeah, they wanted, us to, wanted me to come in for an interview. 
And so then it was all history. Went for interviews. Um, I never met Jackie until they'd already hired her, and she never met me until they'd already hired me. So we didn't even know each other from a. You were going to be working together as editors. That's quite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's gutsy or yeah. ballsy of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because what if you didn't click? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know what they would have. <laughs> um, but yeah. So that's that's how we came to. Well, how I came to to write for for Parenty. Or to edit for parenting, edit parenting, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and you, Jackie? So, kind of very similar to Lee, there was this Facebook ad um, that went out, and I was obviously sitting in front of the TV with the glass of wine, and I applied. The funny thing on my <laughs> glass of wine present again, <laughs> exactly. And the funny thing is that. I don't remember applying oh, right. for the job, <laughs> which is absolutely... Boss, if you're listening, it wasn't I'm sorry. just one yeah, glass of wine. Lee, was it a Friday night? Because then it was more than one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what As Lee was. knows, I love wine. Not too much. That becomes a bad thing, but I do... Just enough to black out. Ex- <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. just the right amount to make you forget all your sorrows and troubles i can get on board with that so likely i also had this phone call from a chap named Zarko asking me to come in for an interview and i didn't know what the interview was about because i didn't really remember what i had planned for. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness it's, it's quite an embarrassing story and and i didn't share this to them in the interview obviously that's but, they're um, not listening here <laughs> that's so, okay you got the job already <laughs> but um so i went in for the interview and as lee said we we didn't know each other we didn't um, meet they actually wouldn't even let us skype each other until we had signed contracts had signed contracts why do you think that is i think they wanted to see if the chemistry worked um, well, I, actually, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I can't answer that question. But I suppose maybe if they're launching quite a, a – it's their intellectual property, and if they're launching this thing, it needs to be handled with care, Absolutely, I imagine. Absolutely, yeah. So, Lee and I met – I actually can't remember. Lee, this is bad. My memory is failing. We snuck we out. S- we, we snuck, snuck out to the Times, Times Cafe at that Hurlingham Pick and Bay. Yes. We like, oh, I saw your email address on one of the invites, so we like – what, what a clandestine meeting. We did. It was, you know, <laughs> candles and coffee and all that romantic stuff. Um, so, yeah, we met and then got the job. And then it was just a race to, to yeah. get it launched. It was just a hectic few months. It was like us, but eight weeks from February. Mm. So once it was launched, what have those first few months been like? Is it like raising a kid or is it worse? <laughs> it's like raising twins. Mm. Right. Triplets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think like any um, business, parenty has become a baby for Lee and I, and, we, and we're very passionate about it. And just like having a baby, you have good days and you have bad days. But we really believe in the ethos of parenty and what it stands for. Um, so talk to us about that. I've, we've, we mentioned it a bit, but it, it's better to come from the horse's mouth. Brag with your baby, Yay! Lee. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think the 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 reason that that parenting exists is because Jackie and I, and actually the citizen had had found the same thing: is that there's a lot of views on parenting out there. There's a lot of content platforms around parenting, um, but what we felt was lacking was that sort of more real, edgy um, sort of content that certain parents want. There's you know, so there's there's different voices these different narratives for parenting it's like a step further than authentic yeah it's mm. almost yeah well we like to say brutally honest so it's mm. like you know there's honesty and then there's parenty honesty which is often um you know a, a, a few swear words spiced in there and and sort of it's okay to say that you 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 don't like your kids today um so definitely the the ethos is around that idea of that we're here for perfect dish we're not here for perfect because we don't really believe that perfect parents exist um we believe that practice can what? only make perfect what? i know what did we have you in here i, for? I don't Get know out. we obviously we obviously um, came under false pretenses <laughs> <laughs> you lied <laughs> i think what makes the platform so incredible for Lee and I and why we believe in it so much as, as Lee has spoken about is 
There's so much pressure in today's parenting. There's such an influx of information. You can just put a word into Google and Google tries to be your friend, but what they're actually doing is putting more pressure on you. And that just comes from every place, the the social media side, the online side. And for so many parents, well, and personally speaking for Lee and I, it's not always perfection. It's actually never perfection. And that guilt feeling that we feel that is sometimes brought on from another dimension, not even yourself, puts you in a space where you can potentially be a negative parent, not because of your children, but because of yourself, mm. because of what you're dealing with, that you aren't able to get past. So parenting is, is a platform that is lighthearted, but also deep, that is friendly and accepting of whoever you are, whatever phase of your life you're in, doesn't matter how old your children are, what race you are, what nationality you are. Um, whether you breastfed or formula fed, whether you gave birth vaginally or by C-section. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's just a place for you to come and chill out and know that being a parent is an awesome job. Not always awesome, but it is an awesome job, but it's not always going to be perfect. And for us, some people will like some of our out-of-the-box thinking and, and some people might not and some people might rally towards more of the deeper posts and that's what we're here for. We're trying to create a platform that is a place of, of sanctity for parents um, and that it's okay. Sanctity or sanity? Well, both. both. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm loving what you're saying, uh, Jackie and Lee, and I think that that's why Sam and I were so happy that we, when once we met you and we, we understood what Parenting was about and we first, we saw it actually on, on uh, social media before we had met you guys and we, we followed you guys and we, we understood, we got that what you're saying we got you were portraying there was that so to us. much synergy yeah and that's why we saw the synergy because we feel what you're saying and we believe all of those things and we honestly feel like that platforms like yours and ours and all of the other great parenting platforms out there could do a lot more of uh, making parents understand that you don't have to be perfect because you're not born with the skill to handle this job this is not, this is an everyday job, but it doesn't come naturally always. Yeah, and I, and I think another part of the, the oh, not the problem, but the flip side of the coin is that a lot of content is, is very rosy, mm. you know, mm. so that it, it doesn't really tell you the, the ugliness of parenting, whether that's what happens after birth to your body or, you know, what happens with in the in the throes of postpartum depression, mm -hmm. whatever the case may be, you know. Um, and I think that that's really something that we strive to to reflect on parenting is that it is a beautiful job, but with that beauty there comes incredible ugliness and, and hardship. And it's about balancing those two views. It can't just always be this rose-tinted glasses mm. view on, on you, you – know, the photo shoot in the pine tree forest. That's not parenting. No, it's not. <laughs> exactly. That might be a day in the life of parenting. Yes. Like one day yes. we're in this beautiful forest no, all dressed but perfectly. But at the end of the day, there's always the fucking behind the scenes yes. that nobody tells you about. And, and the baby kid that on you. shat himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you got the pine cone stuck in your ass. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And that you had a huge fight with your husband in the car because the he wouldn't wear the fucking chino pants or something. <laughs> Try organizing a family of seven for that pantry photo shoot. No. <laughs> no. Listen, if ever that happens to me, I'm going to call you because it, it, I think you've got what it takes. Jackie will direct. Jackie will direct. <laughs> oh gosh, I have to. I was looking. I was on my phone now, just looking for the moment that I was just like, mm, I think we're going to get along. Is <laughs> This post. <laughs> I was just thinking that in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Read it us. That's it. Okay, so guys, um, it's on Parenty's um, thread in, in the early days on, on the uh, grid. And it's a picture of a mini cacti. And it <laughs> says there, don't be a prick. Be lacquer. <laughs> <laughs>
Dearest listeners, pay attention. We're now well into October, and that can only mean one thing. There are 11 Mondays before Christmas. No, Sam. Hold on, wait a minute. Are you serious? Seriously. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. Pipe down for a second. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which Ah. is what I was trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) And we are showing our support by getting boobies to women in need. Yes, knitted knockers. That's right, guys. It's that time of year again, and we are getting behind an amazing initiative that supplies hand-knitted breast prostheses to women who have undergone mastectomies or similar breast procedures. Knitted knockers are softer and lighter than any other prostheses. Not to mention non-toxic and hypoallergenic. They're also super soft, super comfortable, and are made according to real women's cup sizes. Uh Which means they fit into your regular bra. Knitted knockers are made by volunteer knitters and distributed by Good Samaritans to hospitals and cancer clinics across South Africa. And did you know, Charlene, if you're an avid crafter, you can order a knitted knocker kit to knit and donate your own pair of knockers? I uh, actually wouldn't go for that because (laughs) I am not crafty when it comes to that. But what a great cause, which is why at The Great Equalizer, we are gathering orders in this month of October. You hit us up and we'll send you all the details. So if you're keen to contribute, um, email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. And we'll make sure you get all the right info to be part of this amazing initiative. We can all join together, it's only a dream. So, Lee, Jackie, what do you think? What do you think of knitted, knitted knockers, first of all? Yes, that sounds incredible. Yeah, amazing. It's a nice cause. Mm, Sam and yeah. I got introduced to them uh, last year in October when we started this podcast. Mm. Genuinely, I felt a pair. They are super soft, and they come so in. Like they come in different skin tones, and like, they're like knitted in like a beige it color. It makes so much sense. It does because I mean, medical prosthesis must cost a fortune. Mm. Whereas crocheted or knitted prosthesis. Yeah, like that can be either. Yeah, anyone can make. You can make your own. Yes. Yeah. I wonder what the stats are. How many of those go out every year? Well, we can ask. Yeah, we yes. are actually going to be t- discussing that in next week's episode. So, besides that, folks, ladies, what would you say is the bottom line for today's episode on how to be a perfect parent? Don't try. <laughs> that is a good summary. I'm, I'm going to go with that That is a one. good summary, right? Because you're failing before you've even started. You may as well just like go ease into flow. it and be like, let me go wherever this yeah. crazy electrical bull throws me. You know, it's <laughs> all good. I just had a thought. Is there anything in our lives that we've tried harder at? You know, like, because we've all been through phases. So when you are at varsity or when you start work or when you get married, you know, having a baby is for me where I absolutely could not fail, you know, and then that's where all of that pressure came in. Mm. Did you guys try as hard at any of the other phases of your life? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it's true. It's the one thing that you try the hardest at and constantly feel defeated. That's how I view it. I mean, I did try. I tried hard at work. I studied hard. I was a straight A student. I was like perfect at everything. Mm. And so I had to be even more perfect. At parenting. Mm. And then I felt like I fucked up. Now you're just (laughs) perfect-ish. Which is perfect. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Lee, listen, you made a good point for me as well when you spoke about um, wanting to go back to your job because at least there I knew what I was doing. And it's true because whatever you try in your heart, you can try – something's got to give at some point. The harder you try, you put in the work, you you put in the hours, you apply yourself. At some point, something's got to give and it's going to come and you'll see the results. But with parenting, it just feels like it's never going to be like that. Yet it is the one thing that you are the most passionate about. And if I had to do it over again, as hard as it is on some days, I probably wouldn't change a thing except cutting myself some more fucking slack. Mm. Absolutely. (laughs) So in addition to our bombing at momming, hashtag bombing at momming and hashtag bad mom moments, um, we've, we've created those, those hashtags to create a, a community of, of women on Instagram to share with us what their ups and downs of parenting is. Talk to us about your hashtag parentee, hashtag perfectish hashtags, because you guys are looking to do the same thing. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, I think the name parentee 
at first glance might seem a bit weird, but it's kind of meant to be like, am I a parent or am I sort of a parent? You know, like the mm. how do you, how do you how do you tell people what this hand signal is on a podcast? Oh yeah, like, it's, like like it's kind of iffy, it's right? Like Ish, yeah. Yes. yeah. You kind of like mm, some <laughs> kind days of I might be a parent, some days waving. I might be, mm. you know, sort of fucking this up. Yeah. So it's kind of like parenty-ish, um, and I think perfect ish is meant to be the same. Is that it doesn't matter how much you practice, there isn't actually such a thing as perfect. You can always improve. Um, so chasing this notion of being this perfect parent seems a very foolish pursuit. Um, so rather just aim for perfectish, which is great. You know, it's mm. good. Good yes. is good enough. Exactly. Good is good enough. Like these motions I'm going through, is it resembles mom-like things and it resembles dad-like things. It resembles parent-like things. Mm. It's not the perfect thing. Mm. It is just perfectish is good enough. Mm. Yeah. My best is good enough because that's mm. what I'm giving that's you. Yeah, that's all I can give. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. I love it. Guys, listeners, you know this. Um, we need to keep talking. So if you want to chat with us, weigh in on something, swear, rant, cry, or laugh, DM us a voice note on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast. Or you can record one on your phone. You can hit us up on email. The email address is The Great Equalizer with a Z, dot ZA at gmail.com. And again, also feel free to tag us in your Instagram or Facebook posts with the hashtags, hashtag bombing at momming or hashtag bad mom moments. And tag us. And then you know what? Tag parenty too. Yes. And uh, show them your hashtag perfectish moments. Yes, please. When you're acting kind of parenty, hashtag and post it and tag them so that we can see your support is so important to us. Um, You have no idea. We get uh, excited and do a little happy dance every time we see one of our followers or listeners interact with us. Um, Every like, every comment, every share, it means the world. It means we're building a community and it means we're succeeding at our dreams. And again, October is our birthday month in addition to Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And um, we would love it if you could review us on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Facebook and hit that subscribe button. Nothing would bring us more joy in our birthday month. Exactly. And the more we're seen, the better this podcast will do and the better we can do for you by covering the topics and the things that you really struggle with and want to hear about. So Lee, Jackie, thank you for joining us. Thank you for for having having us. us. Snap. Snap. Please do come again, guys. Um, uh, And listeners, join us again next week. We'll be chatting more about our boobs. Um, So bring your husbands. (laughs) Breast Cancer (laughs) Awareness Month um, is on, and we'll be chatting more about knitted knockers. That's it for this week, it seems. Mm -hmm. Until next time. Keep keep your mom game strong. www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com and we'll get back to you.